0: Okay, welcome back to the Curiously Guided Podcast, the place for intuitive business owners and curious minds. We're your hosts, Shay and Mariah, and today we are talking all things about genius, and in particular, your zone of genius. So if you guys have been listening to the podcast, probably at all, I think we bring up this idea of zone of genius almost every single episode. Um, Mariah and I are always kind of doing some reflecting about Curiously Guided as a podcast, like why does it exist? What problem are we here to solve? And one theme that we've been running into a lot lately is this idea of genius and really being able to use Curiously Guided as a way to spotlight people in their genius or people who are chasing their genius or want to build a career around their genius or whatever that looks like. So um, I find the topic of people here on this earth, like doing what they were put here to do. Very fascinating. Um, I think that when I feel like I've hit my genius zone, um, I feel really nourished and energized and the idea of like helping people get, not even just like step into their zone of genius, but become more aware and build awareness around what it is they're, good at in this world. And then you don't necessarily have to build a career around it, but like spend some time there, just getting more people into that place, I think is a really empowering thing. So this is just a topic that I personally am biased towards. I love it. I think it's so interesting. So Mariah and I just went through, um, Uh, I don't know what you would call it, a coaching program with um, our former podcast guest, Ash Burnside, and it was called Your Genius Self. And it was all around diving into our individual zones of genius from a really holistic place. And one of the ideas that she brought up um, when we started talking about genius was the idea the, the origins of the word genius itself actually comes from this word called eudaimonia, which means to be well demoned. And I thought that idea was so just interesting and mind blowing. And if you guys listened, um, Mariah and I did a podcast where I talked about sales a couple episodes back and she asked me what's been sparking my curiosity. And I said, this idea of eudaimonia, like being well demoned. I was just like, what an interesting idea, because I feel like we all have this you know, we all have a negative inner voice or an inner critic. And like the idea of having like demons in my head was very familiar to me. Like I definitely have that negative voice that can get the best of me sometimes, but the possibility that, that that I could have well demons, like good guys on my team that are saying nice things to me and like cheerleading me on, that those were relationships I hadn't cultivated much. So the idea of like building this team of like my good demons, my well demons that are here to like be my muses and like guide me on my path. That felt so fun and exciting and I've been like hyper focused on it lately. It, and it's all part of this bigger theme of this season of like really taking time to get to know yourself and um, you know, cultivate yourself and pour into your own cup. Um, so anywho, Mariah and I have been down a big rabbit hole all, all around genius and we're hoping that we can share, you know, some of the big takeaways we got by exploring this and the effects that it's had on our life and business.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like one of the biggest reasons that was kind of like an ear prick up moment when Ash was even talking about this like program with us, uh, she was like, oh, it's called, what is it? Your, your genius self is what it was called. And literally I was like, that bitch used the word genius. I feel like I have to do it. It's like my favorite word ever. Uh, And so that was kind of just an ear prick up moment for me of just like, hmm, there's something here to explore. And I was telling Ash, I was like, listen, I don't know truly like why I'm joining this because like my logical mind is like, I don't need it. I don't need coaching right now. But then there was another part of me that was like, "Mm, let's fuck around and find out. Like, let's fuck around and just like see what happens and see kind of what gets uncovered. It was just me following my curiosity. And like, um, in an episode that we have with a guest this season, Keno, we talk about like maybe not making investment choices on like emotional only type things. But I think that there's also like this this balance of being curiously guided within a boundaried place too. But what Shay was saying, I think is honestly, one of the biggest takeaways of just like bringing awareness to your genius. So many of us are like, we need to uncover it. We need to figure it out. And like this mental thing, but it's like- Embody it. Yeah. It's like very
0: zero to
1: 60. (laughs) Yes. It's like, I need to figure it out and then I need to build a business that's successful next week. And it's, it's like- what if we just took the time to bring awareness to it and just sat with it and questioned it and just like befriended it essentially? And I think that that is the first step. It's imperative. We have to become aware of something before we take action on it. So how can we take action on our genius if we're not even aware of like what it looks like, what it feels like? Like, there's no way that we can do that and so I think that just bringing awareness to your genius it's a game changer and another part that I I really learned from Ash in the beginning was that like the the old in ancient times what Shay was saying like eudaimonia it it was essentially it came down to a person wasn't a genius they had a genius so it's like they could tap into this well demon this creative spirit guide and like how fucking cool is that like to take the pressure off Yet again, it's not something that we have to uncover or figure out, but instead something that we can tap into that we can call upon when we are ready. But this also brings in the other component of like creating space for yourself because you can't tap into shit if you don't have the space to sit with yourself and to relax and to do any like to to reflect on how you're feeling and how things are going so i feel like this kind of ties in a whole bunch of stuff and the way that i like to think about genius is it's who we are it's who we be naturally like at our core like it's not like who we are in any given moment because sometimes we show up and maybe not the best version of ourselves or we're a little guarded or we're a little this but like i think that our genius is naturally who we are at our core and the hardest part of like rediscovering it Is allowing ourselves to peel back the layers that we've picked up from other people and from society because, like, those layers aren't us and they never were us. But it's like this evolution and how we're here to evolve. If we think about it in hindsight, it's like truly most of our journeys are just like. Peeling back and like releasing the shit that was never us. And it's like, how cool after you have conversations with people, especially on this podcast, we see it all the time. Like, they're just like, oh, I have always kind of like this, but I didn't realize that it was a thing until I realized that it was a thing. And it's like, our genius is always with us. We just have to create the space to become aware. Of like what is at our core, which obviously easier said than done. But I think that that perspective can kind of take the pressure off of like needing to strategize it. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think you bring up a really good point. It's why it's hard to see your genius. Not not only it's hard to embrace it and embody it for sure, but why it's hard to even be aware of it. And you know, one metaphor we give a lot on this podcast is the idea of like you're inside your own jar and it's very difficult to read the label on the outside. Right. And so that's where I've noticed that with my zone of genius stuff, it usually comes back to things that I just think are so easy and obvious. Like it's like the stuff that comes naturally to me but I don't it's hard for me to know like what comes naturally to me versus like what's hard for other people. So as I was going through this work with Ash, who kind of functioned as that person outside my label to help me read the label. And I would encourage y'all too, like it's nice to have other perspectives in here because it really is hard to see yourself. But the things we kept uncovering, I, I found myself always being like, yeah, but everybody can do that. Or that's so easy. That's so obvious. And I needed someone on the outside to be like, no, Shay, not everybody can do that. That doesn't come easy for everybody. Like that's something that you have. And it was difficult for me to see that on my own. Did you struggle with that?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think it was that mixed with especially in business, right? Because like for us personally hosting this podcast, it's like our identities are, they're just really fucking close to our business. So I think that that's why we kind of use them interchangeably. And our listeners, is like, you might resonate with that, you might not. But I think that for me, it's really hard because I'm seeing other examples of business owners structuring a business in a way that didn't, sit well with my genius. And it's like, I couldn't really find an example of somebody doing it in a way that felt good to me. And so I was like, so my genius can't be my genius because other people don't have successful businesses structured in the way that I'm craving. Mm. So it's like, there wasn't some level of, I guess, external validation that like the way that I'm operating was correct which is fucking hilarious on like a logical level because it's like bitch it's literally like naturally how you are meant to show up and like we believe on this podcast like we're meant to pave our own paths but it's very easy to slide into the looking into other people's lanes like ooh, what are they doing how is their business structured I feel like especially empaths. Like I resonate with that word empath. And it's like, so I'm looking in other people's lanes. I'm not only looking, I feel them in their lane. I literally can take on exactly how they're feeling and how they're operating if I'm not careful with my personal and spiritual boundaries. So then it's like, then I change my goalposts to match theirs because it's like, I'm feeling how they're feeling. And then it's like, oh, is that how I'm feeling? And so I feel like it's definitely layered, which makes... Your zone of genius and holding true to it that much more difficult because there is nobody on this planet like you, not with the intricacies, not with the experiences, not with all of these different complex layers. And so it's hard because as humans, we don't want to move forward without being able to see an example of something. And so it's it's hard. We get stuck and we're just like, okay, so the only way is how that person did it. So I'm going to start building it that way. But it's like a lot of this work was really like, no, that way is not your way. But it's just, it's fucking difficult, truly. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I love that
0: line you said, for people paving their own path. I feel like that could be like a tagline we use for the podcast. I think that's cool. But to your point, you're exactly right. Like All of us are trying to go get the certifications and learn. And, and and what we're doing is we're trying to reverse engineer somebody else's structure. And they probably got that from somebody else. And it's such an important thing to remember that like, there is no business out there that's been built for your zone of genius. And, and that's really where the magic, you know, the one of the lessons from every single episode is how can you take all of these data points that you see? And then, um, reverse engineer them for yourself. How does this work for you? And build a business around that. And it's going to be completely unique. And I think literally all of us are out there searching for this one right answer that's going to match our zone of genius. And I think it's so key to remember what you just said. It's not there. Like You have got to come up with it. And yes, you can collect all the data points, but at the end of the day, it's that plus you sitting with yourself and allowing for possibility, right? It's scary to build something that's like completely brand new, that doesn't exist, that isn't proven. But at the end of the day, I think that's the secret to all of this.
1: Yeah. It's funny because something just came to mind that kind of pulls in the beginning part of this episode so far. I was just like, I was like, well, it's like, we're looking for some kind of external validation of somebody that's built a business that we've already created. But what if we create space to get our own external validation from people that we trust, which brings back the point of you being like, we just need somebody to read the label outside of the jar. And it's like, that's why collaborations, relationships, and having like friends either in business and personal life, usually if we're talking about business, having a business friend is very helpful because maybe they can understand the online landscape, the online space and kind of just see what you're picking up. Because it's like, if I think about it, I can talk to Andrew and literally like make anything sound like a great idea. But it's like, he doesn't know this online space. So it's hard for him to give like actual feedback for it. But it's like, if we're craving some kind of external validation I think that maybe the first step in you becoming more aware of your genius is like, who are you surrounding yourself with? What conversations are you having with people? And I think us having each other through this process, like working with Ash, obviously, but like us having each other through the past, what, two years, two and a half years, three years, I don't even know how long we've been connecting. But like, It's been a game changer because it's like I'm able to verbalize, to rationalize, and then I'm still able to get that external validation. But that external validation, whether it's like positive or negative or neutral, whatever, is not so far out of reach or so far off of the landscape, like somebody else's business that's already created. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like finding those little pockets of validation that are actually keeping you still in your lane without letting you veer off and then change the goalpost.
0: I really like that. And I'm glad you brought up that idea of validation. The idea of like. External validation versus internal validation is something that I've been really working through like on a personal level and with my business. We've shared it a couple of times over this season. And what I think is kind of cool, like to build on your point, it's gotta be both, like just like every answer always, right? So like we need the external validation points from a trusted source. Like you said, that is no better advice than like don't take advice from people who haven't done what you're trying to do. But then there's the other side of it where at the end of the day, you have to validate yourself. And like, I have found as a pattern for me in life that I need, even in all my first coaches I hired, I was looking for someone to tell me how to do it to like relieve myself of the responsibility of saying like, no, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> and so I, that's something that I'm like a habit that I'm trying to work through. And it's like, yes, we need those external sources to point us in the right direction. Almost like I'm imagining like bumpers on a bowling lane, um, you know, like to help us go in too far off course. But at the end of the day, we have to like roll the ball, right? Like we're the ones that hold the bag at the end of the day. So I think there's like a, a nice balance here of, Leaning on trusted sources, getting those data points. But then to the other point we've been making, how are you making time for yourself? How are you getting to know your well demons? How Are you taking yourself on dates? Are you writing to yourself? Like I notice in life, if I'm prioritizing activities, space for Shay is like oftentimes the thing that gets put to the bottom. But really by me cultivating relationships with these well demons, that is what takes me um, like measurably forward in a way that actually matters so i think with um genius work if you guys are wanting to dive into this kind of remember that it is two-sided like um and notice where your patterns are are you one that's more likely to externally validate or internally validate and like how could you find a nice balance of the two um but i i think the topic itself is hard and i think a lot of us <clears throat> grew up thinking that like what we are geniuses at isn't really important or it's not really clear. Like I wasn't like a very tangible genius in math. And so I had this story in my head of like, I don't really have a genius. And I don't think that's true. Right. So for the rest of us that don't have like we're not piano geniuses or chess geniuses. It can be a little harder. And so I think that's honestly why the online world is fun, because now all of a sudden we have an all, we all have this opportunity to like build these really unique businesses. So now we have to embrace that. And that also means embracing uncertainty, which is like the worst fucking thing in the world, right? <laughs> so so <laughs> I, get, yes. I get why this conversation, it's its like really powerful work, but it can also be really scary and intense. But like, this is the good stuff. So tell me, Mariah, like what did this process look like for you? Like how were you able to start pulling back the layers on discovering your genius?
1: Yeah, so hold, I will answer that in just a second. I just wanted to bring this back to what I think might be helpful because like we hear all the time, we've heard people literally ask this question a million times, but it, it never hit for me. And so I think some of our listeners might be able to kind of grasp onto this too. So one of the most common questions that we hear is like, what were you doing as a kid? And I'm just like, that's not fucking helpful for me. It's not like as a kid, I was drawing pictures I don't want to draw pictures as an adult. So I'm just like, that's not fucking helpful for me. Or it's like, what are we doing? while well, I was spending a lot of time alone. And then to be honest, my family was extremely chaotic and I was parenting my parents. Do I want to do that now as an adult? Fuck no, I do not. And like, that's where a lot of the work comes in. So it's like, and to be honest, I feel like my subconscious might block out some things from my childhood because they were a a little traumatic and so it's like thinking back to like what you were doing as a kid it's not really a helpful question for me in terms of like zoning into my zone of genius honestly that's where i picked up my perfectionism that's like that's what i was doing as a kid trying to be perfect or like uh shaming my body that's what i was doing and so i'm just like that question isn't really something that I feel like is going to move me forward and get clearer on what I want to do. If anything, it makes me really grateful for the adult that I am today. You know what I mean? But like in terms of zone of genius stuff, that question, I'm just like, but then if I, I guess if I zoom out a little bit, it's like, as a kid, I was always curious, always curious, always asking questions. I always kind of wanted to see what people were doing. What are you into? Have conversations with people and stuff like that. But it's like trying to find my zone of genius. I'm just going to be curious. How the fuck am I going to turn that into a business? So I think, and and we can talk this talk about this through throughout the episode. Um, but it's just like there are other questions that you can start to ask yourself that might be a little bit more grounded. If the question of what were you doing as a kid isn't really that helpful, but I think that in terms of uncovering my own genius, one of the questions that Ash asked me was like it blew the lid off of things. I was like, "What?" And it's such a simple question. Uh she had us fill out like she had like a like a journal or like a workbook and one of the questions in there was what title do you currently have that you don't really resonate with? And I was like, "Huh?" What came up for me was coach, which is fucking hilarious because like all last year I was trying I switched all of the content on my website, all of the text in my email funnels, all of that stuff to then position myself as like a marketing coach, a business coach, an intuitive business coach, wrote blog posts. I talked about this on other episodes, literally got on page one of Google for intuitive business coach and nobody booked. I was on page, I think I'm still on page one. It's been like two years and, or a year and a half. And it's like, It's funny because now when I'm being honest with myself and I'm giving myself space to sit and to be like, no, you have a zone of genius. What is that? It's not coach. That's not the title that resonates with me. And like, I'm not saying that I can't hold space or like, I'm not a coach for anybody. Like, I'm not saying that it's just like the actual title of it. It just doesn't really resonate. And I feel like that awareness alone gave myself the permission to let it go and then to ask okay then what does resonate for me and I feel like that was the one question and it was like in the beginning of the of the workbook which was really helpful but it was like that was just something that kind of was able to open my my field of perspective a lot more what about you was there something that really like stuck out I like
0: that point and we can dive into that later about like what it is not because I do think that helped. But for me, um, have you seen the documentary on Netflix called Stutz by any chance? No. Um, so Jonah Hill interviews his therapist and his therapist is like, has all these cool ways of like thinking about things. Um, But one of them is this idea of life force. And so he talks about like a lot of people will say like, I'm lazy, I'm unmotivated, I don't know what to do. And the problem is like, I just don't know what to do in life. Like I don't really know, I I wasn't a math genius and I don't have this one thing I can run after. And if I just had that one thing, that would solve everything else. I wouldn't be lazy, I would be super productive, but I just need that one thing. And so he kind of flips it and says like, Instead of trying to wait on figuring out what your zone of genius is, focus on your life force. And basically that's the idea of like filling your cup. So for me, when I was working with Ash, I was really connecting with like, who is genius Shay? Very similar to something I talk about, like future self Shay, but I was connecting with this genius Shay. What is she like? What, how does she act? What's her morning routines like? How does she take care of herself? And I got... What I started noticing with Ash was like, I was not pouring into myself or as the Stutz documentary says, like nourishing my life force. And he says, if you nourish your life force, the rest of it all figures itself out. So I started getting really clear on like, honestly, habits and patterns. I gave up a really, really destructive habit, to be honest, that I I just like, as soon as I started working with Ash, I was like, genius Shay does not do this. Like, this is really destructive. And I just stopped and it was like literally all i needed was to connect with like this is not something that genius shay does on a day to day basis and that was enough for me i've been so good at like i hate to say morning routine because i have like a lot of shit tied up around that and i've been unraveling that shit as well but i've been good about moving my body nourishing my body taking time for myself and prioritizing that time for myself um As Whereas before, like I mentioned, I would just like kind of throw those things off the list, you know, like nourishing my relationships, nourishing my body, nourishing my person. I've really started to just focus on those things with Ash. I kind of let the genius stuff fall by the wayside and just started thinking like, how does genius show up every day? How does she take care of herself? And I've started doing those things and it's been insane. Like I, I, not that it matters, but like, I've lost quite a bit of weight. Like (laughs) I've given up bad habits. I feel like clearer and my capacity for what I can do in a day is certainly expanding um, and then it's funny I am noticing that I'm having more success and I feel like I'm spending more of my days doing my genius work and then that's all of a sudden giving me more energy and it's turning into this thing that like folds in on itself and like builds momentum and it's starting to like feel exponential but for me it started with how does genius Shea act or my life force how do I nourish my life force And then that's really led to a lot of really cool, like, capacity expansion things for me.
1: Just wanted to slide in here mid-episode and fill you in on some cool things quick. So we are in our third season of Curiously Guided, and there's nothing that fires us up more than making this podcast and hearing all the positive impacts it's having on our listeners. Up until this point, this has been a pure passion project, but we've got bills and expenses for this podcast, y'all. If you have the means and would love to support us in creating new episodes, feel free to head over to CuriouslyGuided.com slash support to buy us a coffee.
0: And if you want even um, a deeper dive, we're excited to offer, we're going to now um, start doing some strategy sessions where you get both Mariah and I's brains on your business. And um, there's nowhere else in the world where you can, We Mariah and I both don't work with people in such micro ways. So this is kind of a cool thing to get both of us looking at your business in kind of like a one-off strategy session. Just imagine us two and you together diving deeper on your business business, marketing, sales, and everything in between, um, all while filtering it through the lens of strategy, energetics, and energetics, which you know is our style. So if you want to learn more about what working with Mariah and I could look like, head on over to our website, curiouslyguided.com session to get the details. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We appreciate you so, so much. Now let's get back into the episode.
1: I'm really glad that you brought up that example because it's something that like all of us can do regardless if we're working somewhere else, if we're working for ourselves, if whatever. It's like that's step two. The real question is like, how are you taking care of yourself? And a lot of the examples that I give is typically around either like meditation or like reflection and stuff like that. But like you gave really Other great examples of just like, what does it look like to nourish myself? It's one thing to like reflect and to journal. It's another thing to be aware of like how we're treating the vessel that we are walking around in. And all of us overlook that, to be completely honest, because it's a complete lifestyle shift. Once you start questioning how you're eating and if you're moving your body, you now have to completely change up like how you, we eat three meals a day. A day happens every 24 hours. Like this shit is on repeat, on repeat, on repeat. So it's like, you have to question and shift fundamental things in order to start nourishing your body. And like, that's not an easy change, but if we can start looking at it in terms of like, how can we nourish ourselves more instead of fuck, what can I, what do I have to take away? It just becomes a little bit easier. And it's like, I'm nourishing my body so that I can hold this Life force or this genius, it's going to be easier for me to hold my genius at a larger capacity if I'm nourished because it's creating more space for the things that I want. And I'm glad that you brought up that like life force because, like, even when you said it, I was like, yo, this shit sounds like we're about to get into like a deep spiritual rabbit hole because, like, that's where it comes from in terms of like your life force energy. And then it's like somebody playing wind chimes in the background telling you to like start doing breathing techniques, which I mean, it's fine. I do that too. But it's like sometimes when we're talking about like fuck, I just want somebody to give me tangible examples and things like that, we often push away life force because no, that's too woo, that's too spiritual, that's not something that I resonate with. And it's like, mm, but what if we also shifted the perspective on what that meant? What if that just meant like your personal energy, which like it kind of does. So, let's open up our perspective towards like that too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like what became really clear to me was like genius Shay shows up at a really high level. And like that got me thinking, like, I don't feel like I can show up at that level with the current way that I'm treating myself. Um, And when I first started, I didn't know if it was possible at all. But then I like what you're saying. And that's what I like about the life force thing too. It's, It's so fundamental, ABC, like- anybody can do it and benefit from it at any point in time right of just thinking about like if you are going to pour out into others you have to fill your own cup and know that that cup can expand and your capacity can expand but it only comes through taking the time and and we are so it's so easy to deprioritize ourselves especially in our busy world right so like prioritizing that time I talked to Melinda about, like, she has a really good writing practice and she's like, oh, I've started to thinking, Melinda's one of our past guests, sorry, I need to be clear about this. She's like, oh, I think about that time as, like, my time to, like, connect with God and connect with myself. It was almost like a spiritual practice for her to, like, it was, like, sacred of, like, having time to connect with herself and, like, and she looked at it as like, that's the most important thing on my day. And and I hadn't thought about that before. Like to me, I've talked about this a lot, quite a bit. Like journaling feels like such a chore. But this idea of like journaling is my opportunity to connect with myself spiritually and nurture that relationship. Oh, now all of a sudden that feels so awesome and productive and sacred. And like something that I would love to have on my schedule. So to your point, I think it is like, I just needed the reframes around it. And I needed the really clear example of like, okay, I can see genius Shea, I can see what she's doing, but like current Shea's energy levels are not there. So like, how do I bridge the gap? And that was a good first step for me. But the other first step or second step, maybe, I don't know, I thought was helpful was, um, and this is fun. This is helpful in a lot of ways. Whenever I have clients that are like, I don't know what my unique message is, or I don't know like who my target audience is, or I don't know what my zone of genius is it's always easy to start with the negatives. So I'll say like, that's okay. Tell me what it's not. And it's funny. Our brains are so good at like really easily. It's not this, it's not this, it's not this. And I love that you shared that example about coach because you, for you, you were like, oh, it's not that. And for me, I realized like, um, the not for me the thing that didn't feel right was this idea of like being this solo practitioner like when I started a business I started it with my husband like I wanted to have partnership the reason this podcast does so well is because I have partnership with you and I had gotten to a point in my business where I was like kind of alone and I was wearing all the hats and I was operating in a silo and I don't I've never wanted that (laughs) that's not why I got into this so I kind of had to realize like No, what I want is to be able to focus on my zone of genius and and work in collaboration with others because I know that that gives me a lot of energy. And so how could I have more collaboration and partnership and socialness within my business structure? So for me, the connecting with the not and the negative was helpful, especially in the beginning when it feels like one big blank canvas and you're like, I don't know what I'm good at. Like (laughs) connecting with the not was really, really helpful. What did that look like for you?
1: Yeah. I mean, the not was 100% not being a fucking coach, which I mean, if you resonate with coach, by all means, we, we need y'all. I am not that what I am or what I've realized that I have been truly craving, which in hindsight, it's just always so funny. What I truly crave is educating and teaching that is literally what I love so much. And like at the end of our um, container with Ash, I ended up and it wasn't like this idea kind of came through a couple of weeks before we ended. And so I started promoting this live workshop to teach people how to do keyword research for SEO. And it's funny because like I've hosted a couple workshops prior and like they were fine. People showed up. I sold them. Not a big deal. Whatever. But as I was coming up with this idea of like, what, if I'm not a coach and that doesn't resonate, what does and getting clear on my zone of genius, I'm just like, I want to teach more live workshops and I'm done. I'm done with my own bullshit essentially, because it's like, I have been craving this for the past three years, four years, but I haven't allowed myself to do it. To be honest, because my one fear was that like, nobody will show up. I don't know enough and nobody's going to buy a ticket and people aren't going to see me. People aren't going to see that my perspective is valuable. And so I held myself back from holding these live workshops. But when I fucking pulled the trigger, I ended up charging $97 for this workshop, which another thing was before I would only charge, it would be free or I would only charge $27. And this time I was like, I'm a fucking, I'm a genius at SEO, like straight up. So I'm just like $97. What a deal to be able to see me pull back the curtain and like my exact process of how I do keyword research and so I was like I'm sticking with the $97 and I did offer like a pre-sale price which some people took action on that but $97 I ended up getting 17 people to buy a ticket to the live workshop and then after that workshop two two or three people already have bought in the replay and I'm just like what the fuck? like this is something that i have been craving that like my higher self my my well demon i feel like has been pushing me to pull the trigger on for years and i have finally created the space to be able to just take action and to do it and to be honest that after hosting that workshop, I was like, you know what? I'm probably gonna be like exhausted. This workshop's gonna end up 7 30 p.m. I'm just gonna wanna crawl and go to bed. It's gonna be exhausting. Yo, I had to decompress after because I was on cloud 759. I was like, this was the easiest hour of my life. If I had to do this four times a week, gladly. I will gladly do this. And to me, that was a ding ding ding. Not only did we become aware of what what these little pieces of the zone of genius could add up to be. But I took the baby steps and I did it. And I got the data point that you're on the right track here. So for me, it's like live workshops, trainings, and even YouTube videos, just like being able to teach and use my voice and explain things. Like I also realized that another piece of my zone of genius is like, practical strategies and like approachable things. I'm really good at breaking down complex things in a way that other people understand. And to me, that became really apparent when Ash asked the question of like, what things come naturally to you that people are always like, damn, you're so good at this. People are always telling me just like, whoa, that perspective shift was so good. Thank you so much. Or damn, I love the way that you explain that. And I've always created stories about those to be like, oh, well, that's just a thing that everybody does. That's not anything that's like special to me. So I wrote that off. But now as I've like taken the baby steps to be able to to flesh this out a little bit, I feel like it's it's becoming a goalpost in my business that feels more me. And it's like, so how do I add more fuel to this fire? And so I started reaching out to people that have groups and have masterminds and programs and being like, if your people want to learn SEO, let me know. I will come in and teach a workshop to them. Like that feels that does not feel like work to me. That feels like fun. So anybody listening, if y'all have a fucking group and you want me to teach SEO, slide into my DMs. And then I'm going to also be hosting live workshops too. So actually, at the time of this recording, uh, it's going to be perfect. If you guys are an e-commerce shop owner, you're a product-based business, and you want to learn how to do SEO specifically for you, jump into my next workshop where I'm going to be walking you guys through like different ways to be able to increase organic traffic and sales specifically for e-commerce because it's, it's truly a different beast. So that workshop is going to be April 25th. I'll leave the link in the show notes below, but it's like, even me just saying that doesn't feel fucking salesy. It literally is just like, yo, this is my zone of genius. You want to come fucking squeeze the juice from it? Like, come on here. Like I'm, I want to share this, this shit lights me up. And before doing this work to be able to expand the awareness on it, I didn't have the confidence to move forward in it. And I think that that has been a game changer.
0: One thing I think is really the story of the SEO workshop is such a great example. I think of you stepping in and owning your genius and then seeing like real results come of it. Um, But out of everything you were just saying, as I, I was thinking about like, One thing about this genius work I have been a little surprised by was I was kind of expecting to get into it and like uncover all of these brand new things like there's like this secret genius I had no idea about I just needed to open the door, but that's not quite the case and in your case is a really nice example. A lot of times when you're doing this work, it's not going to be new stuff. It's going to be stuff you kind of already knew, but it was just like another data point bounce around with a lot of other data points. So like with Mariah, you stepping into your SEO genius has been something that you've been going back and forth on for as long as we've been friends, right? And so- it was really cool to see you kind of like go through this work and then be like, wait a second. I know what it is. I've been telling you what it is, but I just is haven't really up until this point had like the, I don't want to say confidence, but like the, validation to like step into it and run with it and really own it and like it's so cool to hear you say now like i'm a genius at seo and like and then when you're at that place the energy is magnetic like i want to sign up like i want to squeeze the juice from your genius <laughs> <laughs> so, like, did you i i don't want to put words in your mouth but like were you kind of surprised as well about like oh i already knew it <laughs> you know like it's not like yeah. this brand new thing
1: yeah, it's it's funny because I I think I shared this story on, on another podcast that I was interviewed on, but the holdup for me and why last year, the beginning of last year, I was diving so deep into coach and I was trying to move away from SEO, it's because I had this thing in my head, SEO isn't deep enough. That is what completely fucking derailed me was I held onto that idea that like, well, fuck, man, I'm just like... I'm a spiritual person. I think that I'm really smart. I have really good perspective shifts. SEO is not deep enough to be my life purpose. It's not deep enough. There has to be something deeper. I have to be some fucking I don't know, like person sitting on a mountain meditating and I download this whole book and like I'm coaching and blowing people's minds and making millions of dollars. I'm just laughing at that idea because that's not me. That's not me. And it's like I had this idea SEO wasn't deep enough. And as I allowed myself to release that, not consciously, because consciously I wouldn't have, it kind of fizzled out on its own as I allowed myself to move deeper into this. But what I realized was how beautiful that I get to teach people practical, tangible, real life ways to connect with their people. Like, when people, when they have this zone of genius and let's say you start a business, you start coaching, you start doing something, you offering a service, a product, whatever it is, you're trying to share your genius with the world. How beautiful that I get to help you fucking do that in a way that you can do it. Like SEO it was not some big technical, overwhelming smoke and mirrors type thing, but it's like I get to help you connect with the people that are craving your zone of genius And like, when I shifted that perspective to be like, how cool that I get to teach an approachable, practical way to market and to do this in a way that's also more sustainable. Like I'm not teaching people how to fucking do reels and TikToks and like all this other shit, because I'm not saying that those aren't helpful. I also do Instagram reels when they feel fun, but it's like, I really love the sustainability of this, because it's like, like we talk about on this podcast, there's different seasons of like you having to focus on this and you having to focus on that. And like, how fucking cool that I get to teach people a sustainable way to market their business. And once I was able to shift that perspective, it was like, oh, now I can step deeper into this because I'm accepting that there is something deeper. SEO is just the vehicle, it's not me. My zone of genius is like foundational. Like under the layers. The the what and the how is kind of irrelevant, truly. But it wasn't until I was able to move away from how I was seeing SEO that I was able to really like grasp onto it and be like, I fucking love this. I love this. And then that's when the confidence started to build. And that's when I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add fuel to this fire. And honestly, in five years, will I still be focusing on this? I don't fucking know, but also. I'm not meant to know right now, but right now, I'm putting all of my eggs in like the SEO basket. And it's a beautiful vehicle, not only that to help people get found and share their genius, It's a beautiful vehicle for me to be able to connect with people because that's what I crave, too, is like connection and collaboration and stuff like that. And it's like, how fucking cool I get to come on people's podcasts, connect with the host, have a conversation, share my zone of genius, help their audience. but, Also, build relationships with people. It's like there's just so many things that kind of come together with this that it really took a couple perspective shifts for me to really own.
0: You know, I'm kind of pulling the dots together on why you and I get so fired up about this topic in general. And I think like both of our zones of genius surround helping other people get their zone of genius out into the world, right? Like you get really lit up by helping people who are chasing their own dreams, get out in front of their people and connect with their people and in that like bigger idea of like marketing, right? And then I come in with sales. I'm like, you have your zone of genius, but you feel weird selling it to people or you're struggling to package it up or price it or whatever. But I think it's important that what you're doing, you're doing what you're here to do. So let me help you with that. And so like, I can see both of our careers. I think pivoting is awesome and it reflects like you evolving as a human, but there's definitely this underlying theme of like, How do we help people get their genius out to the world? That certainly like lights my fire. And I think it's cool that like, even though we're approaching it differently, like that underlying theme is there no matter what.
1: Yeah, I think that that's a big piece too of uncovering your zone of genius is like, how can you be of service to the world? Not in a way that drains you, but in a way that energizes you. How can you serve your people in a way that is also serving you? That's the sweet spot. Because it's like we are all so different, and our pieces—like who we are—it's a piece to the greater puzzle. We are here on this earth to collaborate and to share our zone of geniuses because it's ours, and other people don't have, like I said, the perspective, the nuances, the the complexities, the experiences, the the examples, the whatever, like they don't have that. Like we have that. And the only way that we are going to make this world a better place is if we all get clear on our zone of genius and share it with the world, because it's not meant to just be for us. That's not how we evolve as a society. We are single pieces to a bigger puzzle. So I feel like that's the only way forward. Like Especially now, the old way of like selling shit just to make money, to have your bank account grow, like just for the sake of having money, it's not it anymore. That's what got us to this point and like evolution and technology and all of that. But moving forward, it's being able to find that middle ground of how can I help others while energizing myself? I think that that's like a big key piece.
0: I love that. And I do think that that's what adds the sustainability to all of this is like when you are giving back and making an impact, that's like what fuels your fire, right? And adds to your cup like we've been talking about. But I really like the other point you made there, which is when you're doing this genius work, it's really easy to get I'm trying to think of a nice way to say this, like self-involved you're what am I, what's my genius? What am I here to do? Like, it's a lot of I, 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 but really at the end of the day, your zone of genius is not meant for you. And if you are not sharing your zone of genius, you're doing not only the rest of the world, but yourself a disservice. And for me, I kind of shared something along those lines with me okay, now we know the genius, but how are you getting it out there? I kind of realized I wasn't, I was kind of like trying to hold it and protect it and like, keep it for my own. And that, perfect it in like yeah. this little bubble. It's like, I can't
1: share it until it's perfect. And I can't let anybody
0: see me in my genius. Cause I'm not perfect at my genius yet. Right. And it turned into a very selfish and I mean that like nicely, but like a me, me, me thing. And for me, it was helpful to disconnect and realize no I have this thing and it's meant to be a tool for the rest of the world and am I hiding it or am I letting people see me in it and am I out there trying to grow it and do things with it and learn right and so I think that like detaching the self a little bit was helpful for me and remembering that like this is a service this is an offering that I can give to the world and like there are actively people out there right now that need help with this stuff that I have. And I'm here being quiet and shy and not sharing it. Right. And that sucks for them. So I think like connecting with the bigger purpose and the mission to all of this was really, really helpful for me. Um, And then, you know, I know we're kind of like running low on time here, but another piece that Mariah and I found really helpful throughout all of this was using our tools. Right. So we talk a lot about using tarot as a tool, using astrology as a tool, using human design as a tool to collect data points. And the cool thing about Ash cool thing about Ash as a human is she is like an an insane reader. She's an insane tarot reader. She's incredible at astrology. And so she kind of helped pull, I thought it was really helpful to like really take a look at my chart as a whole and like figure out like and it's the same thing. Nothing is a big surprise, but it was cool to be like, oh no, this this is a priority and this is a, a genius thing for you. And human design was oh such a big game changer for me learning about managing managing my energy as a projector and like waiting for the invitation. And and um, you know, Ash shared some really mind-blowing stuff with me about like comparing your mid-heaven to your rising and it's like how you see yourself versus how the world sees you. And we don't have to dive into all of that stuff because it's all really like individual, but I will say that like having the tools that we use, like also give some feedback and some data about like, maybe it's this and maybe it's not that I found to be really, really helpful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I could talk about astrology, human design, tarot. I could talk about all of that for fucking years because like it helps you reflect And it also helps you add language or see things in a way that you haven't been able to see before. And I think that that's that's really the helpful piece. And I I think I've mentioned this on quite a few episodes, but it's like also exploring my Chiron in astrology of just like, what's the biggest wound here? And like my wound was like using my voice to be able to share my beliefs, to share my processes, to share this stuff, and just being like, okay, Mariah, this isn't just you being an asshole to yourself. Like, this might actually be a wound that your soul came in here, and it's going to continue to be something that you're going to have to work on. So, are you going to let it drag you under? Or are you going to take the baby steps to be able to shift the perspective of it? And I think that that was really helpful too of just like, Okay. It's not just like this random fear that I have. It's something that's in my birth chart. And it just, it's like a little bit of validation to where I'm like, okay, this is in my birth chart. I was meant for this. This is part of my soul's purpose. I can't sit here and become a victim of it. I have to use it to fuel my evolution because that's the point of it. Hmm. So yeah, I think wrapping up with just like being able to use these tools in a way that allows you to explore or expand your awareness of who you are on an astrology level, a human design level, or using tarot to just like being able to reflect, I think that it's extremely, extremely helpful.
0: Mm. Oh, well, fantastic. I love this episode. I feel like you and I could probably talk for like three more hours about this stuff. (laughs) Um, But I think this is a great like primer. And I hope it gave you guys some ideas of like, as you're on your own journey of discovering your own genius and know that it will be a lifetime journey I hope you found some like practical takeaways um, little doorways that you could dive in and get a little bit more awareness or clarity around your own genius I'll, I will tell you that like sitting here on the other end it's really hard for me to like celebrate myself and like I'm trying to do better about like reflecting on wins but like since going through this work like not only am I physically healthier. Like I'm hitting some crazy income goals. My bank accounts are healthier. Like I've just noticed like my habits are better. My routines are better. I feel like I'm showing up better and able to take on more. Anxiety levels are down. Like I have just had so many, like not only business wins, but also personal life wins just by doing this work, which is kind of crazy. And I know it's a lot of different things coming together, but this really was like the driver for me. And so I really would encourage y'all like, If you've been rolling your eyes this entire episode, like there is some really powerful stuff here. And I think at the end of the day, it really helps you connect to like the bigger picture, why you're here, what it is you're supposed to be doing. And for me, that gives me forward moving momentum that gives me energy to like, keep going and keep doing this stuff. And also gives me excitement about the future and like, the world is our oyster, right? It's truly limitless. Like, it's cool that like, I know that this will pivot and change and it's all gonna look unique to me. And like, that's really liberating and freeing. Um, So yeah, I've really enjoyed this episode. It's been cool, Mariah, to like, watch you go through it at the same time as me and like also have some cool wins. And I'm hoping that y'all will connect with us after you start diving into this stuff and letting us know like how this unfolds for you. Um, anything else, Mariah, that you want to share before we wrap up? No, I think that that was a beautiful
1: wrap up. Oh, thanks.
0: Well, all right. I think we're going to close this episode down. If you'd enjoyed it, feel free to share it with someone you think would love it or on social media. And if something really popped out to you, like I just said, please DM us, let us know, tell us what resonated. We
1: love connecting with you. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. If you haven't yet subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review. It really truly helps all of us continue to grow together. And until next time, remember that you have the power to create whatever the fuck you want. Follow the nudge, ask questions, and let curiosity guide the way. We'll see you in the next episode.